the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, it is 12.06. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. This is the Noon Report live. I want to say good afternoon to everybody tuning in on Facebook. Just uh, find my page, John DePietro Show. This portion of the program is brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Now, right now, it is 12.06 on this Thursday, February 17th. Maybe you're in the car. Maybe uh, lunchtime. Swing into Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They're located right off of Silver Spring Street in Providence, right next to AAA. They're right off of 95. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. You can look for them on Facebook. They have delicious calzones, delicious sandwiches. On top of that, support them, folks. They have the Let's Go Brandon Donuts. It's the number one selling donut in um, in Rhode Island. And it's at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop in and see them. Remember, free coffee for our police and military. And uh, everything is baked fresh. Now, they also have delicious calzones, whether it's um, all kinds of, all your favorite types of calzones, whether it's uh, chicken parm or pepperoni. Um, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Folks, you're going to love it. Everything big fresh. They're open right now. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. If you put that into your GPS, you should be able to find it okay. And uh, Ron's Pastry Gourmet, where everything is fresh. And then they're also open. Remember, their hours are, in fact, it's Tuesday through Saturday. Stop in. I'll look for you at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. People love their fresh, delicious pastry. And as I said, everything, uh, the calzones are just terrific right now. Stop in and see them, especially how about for lunch? They have delicious sausage and peppers or eggplant, Philly cheesesteak calzones, pepperoni and cheese calzone, uh, chicken parm calzones, meatball calzones, pizza strips, cannolis, brownies. And of course, the uh, donuts are fantastic. And the Let's Go Brandon cupcakes. Stop it and see them. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Well, folks, check out the website. Good afternoon, one and all. A lot of news. 1208 in the Ocean State on this Thursday. Uh, make sure you check out the website, depetro.com. And don't forget, depetro.com. We have all unique original stories. You can also shop in the shop. Um, it's brought by Soul Source Restoration. O L S O L E, Soul Source Restoration. They clean and disinfect residential commercial properties and um, give them a call. Free quote 401 712 2700. If you want to clean, if you want to really clean, Contact them, Mike Seepy and crew at Soul S O L E Soul Source Restoration 401-712-2700. Folks, there's big news with um, what's going on in Canada with the truckers, but I can't um, I can't emphasize enough uh, what's happening uh, right now with the situation with Ukraine, and it's um, it's seemingly it's going from bad to worse. It's a, a very very serious situation, and. The fact is, you know, right now, um, this Putin is is quite the enemy. Putin is quite the enemy. Um, You know, they're they're planning the more information is is coming out on just how close that this uh, war could be, you know, getting closer to this. Um, Whether, in fact, how about Russia demands U.S. pull all troops from Central and Eastern Europe? And has expelled the U.S. Deputy Ambassador. Well, you know, that's not a good sign. 
Um, and then we also Russia to accuse Ukrainian uh, military of crimes at the UN gathering. So we're going to follow that. And uh, the Wall Street Journal also had a very strong piece. U.S. aircraft, U.S. Russian aircraft flew very close to each other amid the tensions. That was over the course of the weekend. There were three different instances of this. So now some other headlines on this. Ukraine tensions spike as West accuses Russia of lying about troop withdrawal. They did lie. There's a lot of bluffing, said Igor Norgohov, former foreign policy advisor to the president of Ukraine. It's a poker game at the moment, a very dangerous poker game. And it is. How about the fact as oil nears $100, Saudi snub U.S. and stick to Russia pack amid the Ukraine crisis. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot to the kingdom. Boy, you always know where they stand. And folks, there's something also um, that that could come out of this. And I'm, I'm seeing a headline. But we could be looking at $7 gas prices. Now, right now, at 11 minutes past 12, um, nothing gets people's attention more than high gas prices. Drivers best start bracing for another surge in gas prices, the conflict between Russia and Ukraine. This is from CNBC. In years of underinvestment by the oil industry. Uh, one industry expert said, my guess is you're going to see $5 a gallon at any triple digit oil price. As soon as you get to $100, which is getting there, you may get to $650 or $7. If I get about a $150 a gallon, I don't know where we'll be by then. Oil prices could shoot higher to $150 a barrel. Or super spike heights, highs from 2007. So, you know, and, and what's, what's absolute insanity, as we've talked about, is Biden in the United States. They're sitting on barrels of oil in the United States. But the wokeness of it all, the whole wokeness of wanting to go energy, uh, you know, follow that crowd. What did you see during the Super Bowl? During this, every car was an electric car ad. And, you know, as many of you have said, and we talked about in the past, as someone, you know, they're threatening today that many communities in our area could start to lose power because of high wind. (laughs) I'm not I'm not convinced. Notice with Governor McKee, there's nothing about infrastructure. There's nothing with the two billion. There's nothing about putting a lot of power lines underground. So you don't have a cause so people don't lose power when you get heavy winds when you get a storm. Nothing like that. What does Governor McKee want to do? And by the way, uh, right now it seems that Governor McKee is going to be making his announcement for uh, officially for governor. Uh, seems to be shaping up next Tuesday. He wanted to let COVID kind of die down a little bit. And even then it might be outside. Today might be like an okay type of weather day that he may may do it but um i'm just i'm not convinced that that is the direction that the state wants to go i'm just not i think um governor mckee it's been almost a year now it'll be a year next month he officially took over last march from governor Raimondo, and you know so much of this is just it's real political pandering and throwing money, throwing money around. You know, his newest thing that the state is going to come up with 
the down payment for people that want to be first-time homebuyers. Uh, I'm going to defer again to my former colleague when I used to work down the dial, Eileen Violet. She had a good piece about this in, in the Valley Breeze. And she talked about, you know, this whole business of, of so in other words, Governor McKee knows, knows better than, than the banks do. Right. I mean, why why is why is that happening? Why is um, why would we be doing this? I want to quote directly from the Valley Breeze, Eileen Violet. Uh, one example, the governor wants two hundred and fifty million spent on housing and homelessness. It's hard to argue five million shelter capacity, 21 million homelessness. The rest of the allocation be increased housing inventory. And our Eileen writes, that was exactly the situation 14 years ago when housing was a state priority turned out to be a bust. Far too many groups then got the money but didn't have the expertise to build houses. 2008, the Providence Journal had an article about the neighborhood coalition in South Providence. Built six houses. How much did they cost? 345000 each. So they cost three forty-five to build. Of course, the unions got the no-bid contracts. The homes were then listed for one hundred forty-seven thousand. One family, only one family, moved to purchase a house after many months, while the housing uh, stock deteriorated. The governor has proposed fifty million to provide seventeen thousand five hundred down payment for first-time homeowners. What makes the government think that the banks have traditionally had it all wrong? requiring people to have sufficient assets. But for the one time the banking industry employed the same predicate and lost billions of dollars. In 2008, the state threw money at wannabe homeowners who invested in tenements thinking the rentals would pay their mortgage. I remember that. Not only these owners lose the tenements, but also the tenants were evicted too, causing a double whammy. The grand quote experiment of fixing blighted properties in urban areas which is being proposed anew, left areas looking like tombstone without the prairie tumbleweed. What sounds good isn't always good. The state has no plan on how to use this money effectively and how to monitor its successful implementation. Some politicians don't care since the largest using other people's money gets them reelected by the very same special interest that gets the handout. You know, that's a good line. What sounds good isn't always good. And I'll even go a step farther. You go back to the 80s, and again, folks, at 1217, um, and you remember the Ribfax scandal with Ralph Perry. So if you remember that, it became an insider's club where certain insiders, right, if you knew uh, Ralph Perry, uh, the Rhode Island Housing Mortgage Federation Corporation, Rimfac proved to be a complete disaster. And, you know, and even this situation that Governor McKee is, is looking into right now, you know, there's so many people right now. And again, folks, good afternoon at 1217. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. God bless me. Excuse me, folks. Um, you know, there's so many people that have not been paying their rent. And they're setting up such an atmosphere of we'll come up with the money. And what happens if then these people start to fall behind in their rent? Who owns the home? Is the state on the hook? Who gets the house? We're already hearing that the people that are going to get 
the money for the down payment. It's it's like a list of political insiders. Um, you know, in the past, when we have uh, go back, you go back to 2012, 2013, Hurricane Sandy, the aftermath of that, people were proposing that Rhode Island should, why not do what some states do, which is a lot of our, their infrastructure is underground, right? The wires, the telephone poles, they're all underground. So therefore, when you do get the storms that we get, you don't have all these communities losing power. But Governor McKee's not doing that, right? Because I, and I, I also understand that for someone that he'd like to be elected governor, he has not been elected. He's just serving out Gina Raimondo's term. I, I, I just don't know how, for lack of a better expression, but I just don't think that to someone like Governor McKee, it just doesn't sound that sexy to them. Um, that it, it would make tremendous sense for the state as far as making a more solid infrastructure, working with certain towns that are constantly losing power, put more of their um, their power lines underground that a lot of communities have and a lot of communities that are now being developed in different parts of the country. When, when they have a brand new development, they're getting away from, you know, the blight of the telephone poles with all the wires, let alone that, you know, how many times a car crashes into a pole and you lose power, a tree falls into a power line, you lose power. Um, there's no talk of that. Uh, in many ways, and, and Dan McGowan, I thought, was good yesterday for the Boston Globe. That, And he's right. When you hear about all the school, school construction, um, when you hear about the school construction, that, that really was, was Governor Gina Raimondo's uh, element of that. Governor McKee, is, he has just found himself in, um, he has just found himself right now in, in, the, in the seat that he gets to take advantage of it. Now, I'm also seeing U.S. and U.K. fist bump at U.N. summit as Blinken warns Putin might launch chemical weapons attack. Folks, I mean, this is getting going from bad to worse. It is absolutely going from bad to worse. And the, the problem is when you have someone, see, this is one of the downsides. Everyone that voted for President Biden uh, not only is he weak, but Putin has been waiting for an opportunity like that. I, I think it's tough to argue, would Putin be making this move if, if President Trump was in the White House? Um, I would argue no. Um, I think if there, if there was even another Republican in the White House, I don't think they'd be doing this. Biden doesn't emit strength. He doesn't. Um, he does not omit strength. I, I think it's he's frail, right? He's weak. I am going to talk about the Canadian truckers in just a moment because that's a real showdown that's happening in Canada. But folks, I want to again remind you um, on the John DePietro show, we have a lot of sound to play about our friends at Propane Plus. Propane Plus, they would like to be your propane supplier. If you're someone, maybe you use propane for your home or for your business. Folks, contact my friends, the experts at Propane Plus in Rhode Island, call them at 401-885-4209. 401-885-4209. Propane Plus in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Maybe you're a business. I know a lot of restaurants are using propane outside for their heating and their lighting. Folks, you can depend on Propane Plus. Three generations, the team has been there. They're available 24-7, and they're going to serve you for a long time. They offer online billing, 
schedule your service delivery at the click of a button. All customers receive a free safety inspection. Automatic delivery, you can save as much as 30 cents per gallon. It's Propane Plus. Reliable online, by the way. They have a great, very customer-friendly website, propaneplus.com. But call them today and Rhode Island at 401-885-4209, 401-885-4209, and in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Folks, as always, visit the website, dipetro.com. As I said, we have unique stories, videos, uh, dipetro.com. And one of our sponsors there is Endzone Sports Pub. Hey, why not watch your favorite game? Uh, watch your favorite team. Clean, friendly place. They also have karaoke starts on Fridays and Saturdays at 8.30. Great crowd. End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, we're going to monitor that situation. The other situation that is is heating up is the showdown that's happening in Canada. And Elon Musk, I thought that was um, that's pretty provocative. He, Elon Musk, tweeted... A picture. It's a, a meme of, um, and it's it's a meme of Hitler saying, "Stop comparing me to Justin Trudeau. I had a budget." I mean, that's that's pretty hardcore. Uh, but things are definitely coming to a head. As uh, Tim Dodd was mentioning, it's actually um, kind of frightening what's what's happening right now in Canada. But I, I'm not surprised by it because people are fed up. You can only push people. So far, people are are tired of of all these mandates. And something else that I think is going to be interesting is going to be, and right now at 12, 12.23, are the people, the voters of Rhode Island, are they going to allow Governor McKee to thrust his fist in the air and say, I told you we would beat COVID and Omicron. We did it. I'm the guy. I'm the hero. I'm the one that did. I, I don't know about that. I mean, I know he would like that. Governor McKee, Dan McKee, has taken a pounding with his approval rating uh, during the pandemic. His approval rating has fallen now to 34%. It could actually be lower than that. I'm not convinced that the voters, the general public, are ready to say, you did it, Governor. We listened to you. You said you'd. I, I don't think so. Uh, our health care system is a wreck. I know that the attorney general, by the way, it's big news. He has um, rejected the health care merger that was planned but uh, because saying it would just be too much of a monopoly. And you even have Blake Filippi, the House Minority Leader, praising him on it. But I, I'm not convinced the McKee people feel, you know, they're ready to do a, uh, we did it, right? Operation accomplished, mission accomplished. I don't think that um, that the voters are ready to reward Governor McKee with that. You still have a tremendous amount of people that are battling with their school committees. And I think even though Governor McKee, uh, he's, he's technically not an incumbent because he's just filling out the term of Rhode Island Governor, now Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo. But, I, I mean, I, I think he's going to be treated like an incumbent because he has been the one in office for the last year. So I know he thought it would be an advantage. I'm not convinced of that. Uh, the, the polls right now for 2022 are, are looking even more dire. Um, there's a lot of happy talk right now. 
with the Democrat Party? Would they they think that, oh, it's not going to be so bad? I, I don't think so. Um, I think there's, there's a, a lot of people, and I mentioned this yesterday, you now have 30 Democrats that are not seeking re-election. Langevin is one of them. Now, Cicilline, Congressman Cicilline, from what I'm told, is being the good soldier, and he is uh, going along. He's you know going along and running for re-election, much like Nancy Pelosi is. But I'm hearing that this may be Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline his last term in office. Now, I recognize there are some people that are going against him, um, but I. I you know, I haven't, and, and I'll keep an open mind on that. I will. But there was a, a good piece of information um, put out today. There's a lot of happy talk optimism from Democrats, how 2022 might go. This is uh, Shane Goldmacher from the New York Times. But step back, think about the fact that Biden approval rating, President Biden's approval rating in California is underwater right now. In April of last year, Approval, disapproval. President Biden in the state of California, 62% approval rating, 34% disapproval rating. In July, slips a little, 59% approval rating, 37% disapproval rating. Now, President Biden in blue California, 47% disapproval rating. 48% disapproval rating. They call that underwater. Now, he's also under uh, Rhode Island's one of the few states. I had this uh, that he is um, still having uh, a lot of problems, still having a lot of problems. And I I do have if you check out the website, dipetro.com. We do have a story about it up on the website, folks, just so you can see the different polling numbers. I also uh, point out the fact Biden unpopular in Rhode Island. That is an understatement. Uh, but I also point out the fact if you want to laugh, look at his um, approval ratings. The approval ratings and disapproval is more important. But uh, approval and disapproval in, in certain states is is just really um, something to see. So in in Rhode Island, President Biden right now has a 43 percent approval rating. And uh, in Rhode Island, in he has, um, hold on, I have it right here. Why can't I? Oh, there it is. Okay. In Rhode Island, 43% approval, 47% disapproval. The only states that he's not, that's what you call underwater, is Vermont, 50%. Mentioned this the other day. Massachusetts, 48%. Maryland, he's always going to Delaware, 45%. And then also in Hawaii, 49%. Actually, in Delaware, he's, he's also underwater. But I even put, you know, for a laugh, in Wyoming, Biden has a 19% approval rating. His worst is West Virginia, 17%. My point is, folks, th- this is going to be, as we have said, I think just a wave, um, just a, a massive wave. People are tired of it. I also think that this is going to affect... Governor McKee. Now, it would really hurt Governor McKee if there was, if there was a very serious Republican candidate. Right now, there is not. We spoke to Pat Cordelessa yesterday. He ran for Secretary of State in 2018 
And I saw that uh, Ted Nisi of WPRI reported that Pat Cordelis is thinking of running for that office again. Right now, uh, the Rhode Island Republican Party has no official candidate announced for governor. Uh, I did speak with they have someone that's going to run for lieutenant governor. No one for secretary of state. No one for general treasurer. They do have someone for attorney general. They do have someone for attorney general. But, you know, it's just um, it's absolutely just a shame because talk about an ideal opportunity. If there was a serious candidate um, for governor, but. You know, Mayor, former Chris Mayor Alan Fung, he is all in. He's all in on the CD2 race, congressional district, that's Langevin's race. And um, and and Bob Liancey is in, which, you know, whatever. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know uh, if he really thinks, I'm not sure what evidence he's looking at that he's going to beat Mayor Fung in a primary. And then we also have Jessica De La Cruz, the state senator from uh, North Smithfield. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Brood Awakenings. Stop in. Hey, for lunch right now, fresh ingredients, cozy environment, delicious food. There's a Brood Awakenings near you. Two in Johnston, one on Pontiac Avenue in Cranston, and then you have the other location right there, Bald Hill Road in Warwick. I love it. In the one in Bald Hill Road in Warwick and the one in Johnston, they also have a full bar. Uh, delicious food. Support them. It's Brood Awakenings. That's a good place if you want to uh, meet up with someone. I hold a lot of meetings. All right. I want to go to um, Justin Trudeau. He is really under fire in Canada. He's been in hiding. And what he's doing to these truckers, he is he is asking for anarchy right now in Canada. Making sacrifices and have been for two years. It's never time to hurt our communities or our fellow Canadians with illegal blockades, but especially not now that we're reopening beginning to get back to the things we love. That's why, Mr. Speaker, it is so important for us to be having this debate today and in the days to come, and for Parliament to play its role in this process. Today, I ask all members of this House to take action against illegal blockades that are harmful to Canadians. I ask all members of this House to stand up for families and workers to stand up for jobs and our economy, and to stand up for the freedom of Canadians and for public safety. Well, what freedoms? What about the freedoms of the truckers? You know, he has absolutely been exposed as just a complete lightweight fraud, Justin Trudeau. Um, I mean, we sensed he was a fraud. He's, He's a bigger fraud than we thought. What is going on in Canada? Wall Street Journal shutting down support for the truckers. You know, Tim Dodd mentioned this. Donors to Canada's Freedom Convoy are harassed and boycotted. Wall Street Journal today. Most of the local media will not read this to you because it's someone that they'd like and kind of cater to. But Wall Street Journal. Donor transparency is a fixation of Democrats, such as Rhode Island State Senator, uh, Rhode Island Senator, U.S. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, member of the all-white Bailey's Beach Club. Donor transparency is a fixation. Democrats such as Sheldon Whitehouse and others on the progressive left who bemoan the influence of, quote, dark money, not their own money, but others. Canada is now offering a preview of what that transparency would mean for political speech. 
after GoFundMe shut down the crowdfunding effort for Canada's trucker protests and before Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked emergency powers to freeze without court orders, as Tim Dodd was saying, bank accounts linked to the protests, supporters turned to a small website called Give, Send, Go. The Christian crowdfunding platform had received, listen to this, $8.7 million from individual donors intended for the Freedom Convoy opposing Canada's vaccine mandates. On Sunday, Give, Send, Go was hacked and shut down by political opponents who exposed the names, emails, locations, and other personal information of 93,000 donors. Public harassment followed. February 5th, the owner of Ottawa's Stella Luna Gelato Cafe made a $250 donation to the protests. When this became public, Call is starting to throw bricks through her store window. She ordered the shop closed. On Tuesday, she recanted her support for the truckers to the Ottawa Citizen newspaper. Twitter users are posting names, jobs, locations of donors from corporate executives and civil servants to masseuses and Taekwondo instructors. One account doing the doxing itself, Anonymous, clarifies, if you disagree with the views of businesses listed here, do the Canadian thing. Do not patronize them or write a sternly worded letter. That's it. Harassment will follow anyway. But even if not, do we need more boycotts? Liberal boycotting right-wing real estate agents and conservative boycotting left-wing graphic designers. Major news outlets in Canada, US, UK are contacting the donors, asking them to justify their contributions. This is after it was hacked. Many donors feel pressure to recant. Or desist from further financial expression of their views. For many journalists, that's no doubt the goal. Washington Post is going after them. Americans experienced an example of this, quote, donor transparency some years ago with California's Proposition 8 to ban same-sex marriage. Mozilla CEO Brendan Eich was forced to resign after his donation to supporters of the referendum came to light. He wasn't the only one. Film festival president, a restaurant manager, also forced out following boycott campaigns. The mandatory disclosure of donors to nonprofits, such in the legislation passed in California and overturned in July by the Supreme Court, punishes unpopular causes and chills speech protected by the First Amendment. The effect is to entrench the media consensus and the heckler's veto which these days too often work in tandem. You know, that is exactly right. And that is why, you know, you do have certain organizations in Rhode Island where you're constantly having uh, people going after them, saying you have to uh, reveal who your donors are and blah, blah, blah. And, and it's really just an effort to try to shut them down. Uh, it begins and ends there. So in Rhode Island Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, he's always leading the cause on that. And, um, and, and it, it does kind of work in conjunction with, obviously, many members of, of the media. I also just want to mention uh, the Providence. Well, I won't even get into it. I mean, it's just somebody, uh, there's a local writer that tried satire. I mean, it, satire is not easy to write. Babylon B is very talented. It just... It bombs beyond, it really does. It just um, completely 
bombs beyond belief, but it, it's not worth um, getting into just how how bad it is. Uh, there's no point in it. It would just seem like a, a pile on. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by the Coesed Inn. Check out our website. There's a link there. 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. Delicious food, great meal, great atmosphere. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. So as I mentioned, now right now it's 1238. Uh, where are we with Dr. Fauci? Dr. Fauci, let's go to the sound on CNN, says it's still risky forcing kids. It's risky to stop forcing children to wear masks. Why is he still in the position he is in? Because the trajectory right now is going way down. And it very well may be that if you take masks off the kids in the next week or so, it's going to keep going down. But you've really got to be careful. You know, you don't want to say it's an absolutely wrong decision. It's understandable why people want to take masks off the kids. But right now, given the level of activity that we have, it is risky. You know, there is, um, as we have talked about, folks, you know, there are... The Rhode Island Democrat Party, and at 1239, hear me out, it's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. The Rhode Island Democrat Party is the party of masks. The Rhode Island Democrat Party, there are some members of the party, they want permanent masks on children. Now, granted, they're the progressive left. Governor McKee is trying to fold to them and cater to them by giving the teachers unions. The teachers unions want um Permanent masking of children in schools. Permanent masking of children in schools. Governor McKee is giving the teachers unions till March 4th to try to work the school committees to get the mask to stay. A lot of school committees are moving to uh, optional masking. The question I have is when, you know, when everything is said and done, will... Are people going to say to Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, thank you, you're the governor who took the mask off our children? Or are voters going to say, nope, you know, you unnecessarily set up the mandate. You turned our health care system into a third world situation and... No, I am not going to reward you to suddenly try to take credit and say, I'm the one that took the mask off your children. I'm the one that opened up the nursing homes you could visit. I'm not convinced of that. I am not convinced of that. Now, folks, right now at 1240, I do want to mention and channel in a stunning move. The attorney general, Peter Arona, has rejected this lifespan can New England merger. So he's being praised for it. Attorney General Peter Arona rejected the proposed merger of Rhode Island's two largest hospital groups and joined the Federal Trade Commission in a lawsuit to block the deal in a stunning move that throws the future of the state's most powerful healthcare institutions into turmoil. Lifespan in Can New England announced plans to merge a year ago, saying that by combining forces into an academic medical center affiliated with Brown, they could improve patient care, promote economic development, but they have faced pushback from those who fear the power of the new organization, would, which control 80% of inpatient hospital services in Rhode Island. Now, I know a lot of people felt that everything uh, being done would just start to go to Boston. They would phase out all the local operation. In a 150-page written decision, Nerona called the combined market share 
uh, extraordinary and unprecedented level of dominance cited as a key reason. Biggest hospital groups in Mass and Connecticut, Mass General, Brigham and Yale, New Haven, control less than a third of inpatient care in the state. He cited four key factors that drove the decision. The negative effect of a lack of competition or island health care on costs, care and workers, financial weakness of the merged organization, lack of specifics, how they would achieve the stated benefit of the merger, and inability to migrate the concerns about regulations or approved conditions. So I'll say this about Attorney General Peter Narona. His uh, predecessor in the office, Attorney General Peter Martin, would have just rubber stamped him. You know, Narona obviously won't, is not going to go along with it. I, he, he deserves credit for at least um, taking a stand on that. Now, one of the story that I, I want to play is, you know, Folks, over the next few months, you're going to hear, and again, at 1243, good afternoon, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You know, you still hear these different people saying it's time to, you know, and some of the progressive Democrats running um, for a governor. You know, we need to make a commitment on education. We need to really spend on education. You're already seeing that the teachers unions did a study. And said, uh, look at the underfunding in these districts. Folks, there's a new report out. Rhode Island spends more on schools than the rest of the country. When it comes to investments in K-12 through education, Rhode Island outspends the rest of the country. Newly released report, the Rhode Island Pack, 30-page report titled How Rhode Island Compares was released midnight, examines how the ocean state compares to the rest of New England and the country when it comes to revenue and spending um, way above where it should be. My point is, you know, all of this talk that Governor McKee, and again, folks, good afternoon, 1244 on this Thursday, February 17th, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You know, all of this talk that Governor McKee is going through, we're going to have, he wants to do like $500 million in new school construction. That, that's insanity. That is a gift to the unions because those will be no-bid contracts. That is just throwing labor. And they'll, they'll gouge the price on it and through cost overruns and renew order, work orders and so forth. There's no budget that they follow in something like that. That's just like throwing the money to the, the unions. That's exactly what that is. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by Henry Oil. Make Henry Oil your oil provider, oil burner service and installation, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200. Fill up your oil tank. With Henry Oil, call them 401-521-0200, serving most Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. And remember, online at henryoil.com. Um, there's, there's no reason why <clears throat> that we should be spending that kind of, of money. The, there are brand new schools. There are state-of-the-art schools in the city of Providence. And the test scores did not go up. There is, there is no, you cannot make the correlation. You can, you can put up a brand new school, but that is, that is not guaranteed that in any way is going to have impact 
on test scores. So as much as, um, and you're going to see a big push on that. It's time we get brand new schools and we're going to, um, we're going to, you know, spend $500 million on new school construction. All you're going to have is children that are underperforming and not performing at grade level in those schools. Tragically, I mean, that, that's, that's what's going to happen. No one should think that it equates. And yet the amount of money that Governor McKee wants to um, spend... The amount of money that this that they this administration wants to spend, to me, it's it's all just a matter of a gift to labor. It's a gift to the unions. It's a gift to uh, because let let let's face it. They um they in fact when they um do this that that's really the person that benefits is. These union contracts, these huge school projects. Uh, and, and, and to say that, to say that, you know, well, you know, it, it creates jobs. Those aren't, those aren't job creators. Those are not job creators. When you're um, just giving out union contracts to build school construction, you know, that, that's, not, that's not what we would not what you call cranes in the sky it's really just a gift to the unions that you know they get these no bid type contracts all right we have some more sound that i want to get to especially uh president biden was speaking a little bit earlier let's hear um the president uh talking about the the uh, bipartisan infrastructure law this is uh, President Biden. He was uh, earlier in Ohio. Invest in cleaner, stronger, more resilient electric grid with 100% clean electric energy being generated by the year 2035. And some of those utility poles and transformers are going to be installed by machines that are right here at a place like Skylift. You know, all of this is doing, going to do is create more good-paying jobs and make more, make us more globally competitive and help us fight climate change and get to net zero. Get to, look, there's so much more to say. I'm inclined to go on, but I've kept it too long. Let me close with this. If you've done what you've done here in Lorraine, shows what... Now, do you know why Putin is not intimidated by this person? Let's go to more sound on Dr. Fauci. We don't like restrictions. We don't like mandates. We don't like to tell people that they need to wear masks. Boy, that's the understatement. We don't like restrictions. We don't like mandates. We don't like to tell people they need to be wearing masks. We don't like restrictions. We don't like mandates. I think the progressives and the Democrat Party, they they do like like that. Let's go to the hero of the left, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, bragging how much she's given huge amounts of money to illegals. Why are they getting stimulus checks? The inclusion of undocumented people in, uh, in relief packages, stimulus checks, uh, FEMA assistance. And we've actually helped huge amounts of undocumented families in our district Terrible. get federal relief um, that many others were trying to lock them out of. You know, that is... Um, <clears throat> Uh, you know, you want to hear a real governor? How about that governor of Virginia, Governor Glenn Youngkin, 
signed into law a bill banning school mask mandates in Virginia. Signing into law the new governor. This is the guy that took out the favorite Terry McCullough. Imagine having a governor like this. Today we are reestablishing and restoring power back to parents. Hold on. Here we go. But we are also reestablishing our expectations that we will get back to normal. And this is the path. And this is the path. So thank you all for coming. And now we're going to do a little work. Do a little work. You know, again, folks, he ran on it. Um, He was supported by parents. Um, You know, what what a difference in what a a huge difference in in uh, in governors. By the way, there's also a press briefing a little bit later. How about I mean, this is something doesn't happen every day. Some somebody that the police were chasing jumped off the Washington Bridge yesterday. They got him, though. So uh, like. That is, that guy, isn't he lucky to be alive? How high is that? Jumped into the Seekonk River this time of year? They're going to have a briefing later today, the Washington Bridge incident. A man jumped off the bridge. Avoid being arrested after a traffic stop. 28-year-old Joseph DeRosa. Charge is still being finalized. Police pulled over the vehicle on the Washington Bridge, Route 195, 7 o'clock. Passenger ran and jumped off the bridge. After a search, authorities were able to pull the man from the water, take him to the hospital. I mean, that is, well, there's something, I mean, that's like, uh, it's like Harrison Ford in The Fugitive. Just did a header, Richard, just did a header off the, off the bridge. So the big local news is the fact that Attorney General Peter Narona has denied the proposed merger of Lifespan and Care New England. You know, I'm going to be anxious to see that he does have um, a challenger, Attorney General Peter Narona, Chaz Kalenda. And I'm going to be anxious to see if he, um, uh, you know, takes a shot at Attorney General Peter Narona or if he's silent on it. I know that uh, Minority Leader Filippi has praised him, uh, but they're calling it a stunning move that he has rejected this merger. Peter Narona, that is a that's a tough opponent. That is a tough opponent that Chaz Kalenda has has pulled. The other story that is um really wild folks is this and I talked about it in the first hour in the eleven o'clock hour. And again, good afternoon at twelve fifty three. You're listening to the John DePietro show on AM thirteen eighty and ninety nine point nine FM and it's the, the woman that not only was stolen valor, not only was she apparently not a Marine that was injured in both Afghanistan and Iraq, but it goes even deeper that she's a uh, social worker who was at the VA in Providence and apparently was lifting the records of cancer patients and then trying to pass them off as her own. In an effort to get these uh, two nonprofits that try to help veterans who have terminal diseases and trying to 
get money from them by pretending that she had the cancer diagnosis. So very, very serious, uh, wild situation that's getting worse. But let's go to the U.N. This is Senator, uh, excuse me, Secretary Anthony Blinken. Mindful, some people have called into question the information. You know, Russia is doing, uh, Putin is doing a, a false narrative where I believe he is going to try to come out of this saying that it was Ukraine that attacked Russia. Some this was this morning at the U.N. Recalling previous instances where intelligence ultimately did not bear out. But let me be clear. I am here today not to start a war, but to prevent one. The information I presented here is validated by what we've seen unfolding in plain sight before our eyes for months. And remember that while Russia has repeatedly derided our warnings and alarms as melodrama and nonsense, They have been steadily amassing more than 150,000 troops on Ukraine's borders, as well as the capabilities to conduct a massive military assault. It isn't just us seeing this. Allies and partners see the same thing. And Russia hasn't only been hearing from us. The international chorus has grown louder. You know, this is, um, I'm telling you, this is a major challenge for our military leaders. We do not have a united country like we were promised under President Biden. Um, This buildup just continues to to get worse. This buildup absolutely just um, continues. And by all accounts, it would sure seem that they are planning on invading uh, Ukraine. So the the question is, um, the question is just how far is it going to go? How much destruction is there going to be? Um, as more tro- if anything, the Russians added more troops, added more troops to the border, not less. More troops going in uh, to the border, not less. So this is um, it, it's it's an unknown. It is continuing to um, go. I'm also saying uh, Dr. Ja was on the Today Show this morning. Uh, it's going to be reasonable to lift mask mandates, reasonable for schools as well, folks. The damage that they have done to the schools. The adults that have done this are, um, I believe, should in fact pay the penalty at the ballot box. I believe they should then end up paying the penalty at the ballot box. And and as I mentioned, you know, you saw that in San Francisco, they've already recalled uh, three members of the school board. Folks, at 12.57 on this Thursday, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. It's Coogie. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. As Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Heating, cooling, plumbing, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Give them a call, 401 401- 732-6562. They're also on Facebook. And then you can check out the website, 
recooganheating.com. From winter to summer, from uh, winter to, to spring, train technicians provide 100% service, service one customer at a time. Service agreements, maintenance agreements, and also emergencies, call them 401 732-6562 for R.E. Coogan and Heating. Well, folks, good afternoon. At uh, 1258, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I think it's interesting that Governor McKee is not having a press briefing this week. No press briefing for Governor McKee. He's doing some appearances. He's definitely doing some appearances, but... He's um, he's not having any type of COVID briefing. He's not having any type of normal type of uh, briefing. I think that's part of that is an attempt to try to get a handle on his administration. He was definitely, you know, taking some incoming uh, regarding the, you know, criticism of the the three thousand dollar bonuses that he was giving to state workers. Uh, some other things that were happening. I also think it's wrong. The Department of Labor and Training, they overpaid many different people during the pandemic. And they're not even asking for the money back. Uh, that's wrong. That's our money. They should make some effort to get that money. All right, it's 1259. What we're going to do is we're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. The power hours next. Remember, you can listen AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. Or, folks, you can always listen online at the website which is to Petro.com. So we're going to break uh, the one o'clock news. Again, the big news is uh, the situation just continues to intensify with Russia very aggressive moving in position on the Ukraine border. That and then locally, the attorney general rejecting this uh, proposed merger. So next hour, radio only. We'll be back on the other side after the one o'clock news.